First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Everybody, episode 681 of First Class Fatherhood. I am happy as always to be here with you guys, and we are getting set for Super Bowl 57 coming this Sunday. And they are calling it the Kelsey Bowl, they're calling it that for a reason. It will be the first time that two brothers will be playing against each other in the big game. You know it. I had to go out and get their father's perspective on all of this. Ed Kelsey joins me on First Class Fatherhood today. Honored to have him on the podcast. I can't even begin to imagine what this must be like for the entire Kelsey family. But unfortunately, one brother has to lose and one brother has to win. The good thing for Ed Kelsey is that both of his sons are already Super Bowl champions. His son, Jason Kelsey, who plays center for the Philadelphia Eagles, he won a Super Bowl with them. And his son, Travis Kelsey, who plays tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, he won a Super Bowl with them. But that does not change the fact that this is a sibling rivalry for the ages. Such an honor to have Ed Kelsey sit down and talk with me about all of this. Ed Kelsey will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Ed Kelsey was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So you'd like to watch today's conversation uh, between the father of the Kelsey Bowl and myself. Please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and make sure you catch all of my Super Bowl Media Day coverage dropping on Friday to get you set for Super Bowl weekend. This was my fifth year covering the Super Bowl. Lots of great content. Be sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. And you guys know I've been so blessed to have so many great NFL legends join me right here on the podcast. You got to go through the entire catalog and see them all. Everybody from Deion Sanders, Kurt Warner, had a chance to speak to Tom Brady at my very first Super Bowl media day. That was awesome. Tom Brady just recently announced his retirement. I've had guys like Edger and James, Terrell Davis, Andre Reid, Jim Kelly, Christian Okoye, Brian Dawkins, Terrell Suggs, Jim McMahon, Tim Brown, the list goes on and on and on. So please uh, go through the archives of the show here. Plus, you can check out my other Super Bowl media days that I have done. Everything available in the podcast to listen to at your convenience. All right, let's get this going. If you have an opportunity, please let me spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You guys know it. Father's Day is every day right here on the podcast. And here comes my interview straight up with Ed Kelsey on First Class Father. Joining me now, First Class Father, Ed Kelsey. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, it's an honor to have you here. I can only imagine the joy you're feeling right now, but let's start just like this here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Two boys, 35, 33. Yeah, and both of them happen to be uh, pretty busy this weekend here. But it's the first time, hard to believe it's the first time ever in Super Bowl history that two brothers are playing against one another. Um, uh, what do you make of that? Certainly as players. I mean, we had the Harbaugh brothers were playing, you know, the, the 2013, was it Super Bowl? I oh, correct. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah, this is the first time two guys on the field playing a game against each other. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm happy. It's uh <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's somebody's going to go home with another ring and somebody's going to go home pissed off and get started on next year. 
Yeah, well, I guess I guess it would be maybe different if neither one of them had a Super Bowl ring and this was the fight to get the first one. But since both yeah. of them have it already, I think that may lighten the blow a bit. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, but there's still <laughs> the, you're still that brother thing going on, you know. Well, yeah. let, let's let's do this here, and if you could, uh, we we know a little bit about the boys. Let's get a, a second here. If you could hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. Uh, right now, I do. Uh, I'm a professional bum. I, I hang out in Philly with my granddaughters whenever I can. And uh, over at Jason's property, we do a little gardening, uh, retired, essentially. Used to, used to do a lot of work in steel mills, uh, was, a, was a bricklayer of sorts and did a lot of work in that line as a contractor and, uh, and later on as a, as a sales representative. Uh, their mother was a very successful banker in Cleveland. And uh, she's retired as well. She lives down in Florida now. Very cool. And, and, and I know, so take take me back if you could, uh, you know, 35 years or so then. How, about how old were you, Ed, when you first became a dad? And how did that experience? 36 years old. 36 years old. How did that experience of becoming a father change your perspective on life? Oh, I, you know, you when you have your firstborn and you're in the hospital and the baby's there and everything, and you excuse yourself, you go to the, you, you head to the bathroom and you look in the mirror and it's like that, excuse my French, that's a holy shit moment if there ever was one. You know what I mean? Stepped in it now. You got work to do, buddy. You know? And uh, as it turns out, that work wasn't very hard. That work was a lot of fun. But, but yeah, that was, that was really the beginning. Uh, you know, the realization that, you know, whether you like it or not, you're a grown up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I'm, a, I'm a railroad mechanic myself uh, here in New Jersey, Ed, and I, we got four kids. So uh, my, our oldest is 16. And I'll tell you, a, a lot of the concern for a lot of parents out there is whether or not they should let, let their kids uh, play tackle football or at what age they should let them start. Uh, what, what age did the boys, uh, when, did, when did, did they take an interest in football? When's the first time they started playing and putting the pads on? Oh, that would that would be middle school. In, in Cleveland Heights, there weren't there wasn't much uh, in the way of opportunity for youth football. That is, there were in some of the surrounding suburbs had programs like that for kids, but uh, Cleveland Heights didn't. Uh, they were wrapped up in obviously baseball. It's the first sport every kid, every boy plays. We played baseball, uh, played a lot of hockey. Both of them played, uh, I think Jason was seven, Travis was five when they started. Uh, Played a lot of hockey. They uh, ended up, uh, I think Travis played all the way through middle school. And after middle school, once he got in high school, he switched to basketball because he was pretty good at that. Jason played hockey through high school. So hockey was probably more defining and at, at a young age for them than, than football was. I mean, they were football fans, certainly. I mean, we're in Northeast Ohio. Of course, they're football fans. Uh, you know, but they, you know, for a good portion of their childhood, there was no, you know, the Browns were gone. Uh, Travis or Jason gravitated more towards the Steelers, where Travis, uh, Travis was a, was a fan of Brett Favre and the, you know, and the Packers and, and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but really the football thing, uh, you know, aside from playing in the backyard, I mean, and they, you know, I think you, you've undoubtedly seen the pictures of them in the Bernie Kosar jerseys that are that are floating around. 
that was a, that was a heads up move by mom for a Halloween type thing. And, uh, and I, was, I got a nice reaction from Bernie when he saw those. But, uh, yeah, football wasn't, I mean, football was something we watched. You know, you, you, you have the turkey bowl, you know, Thanksgiving morning, the guys get out of the house and go play football someplace. Uh, but that was, that was about it until they hit middle school. And, uh, and they both, they both jumped on it big time. Once, once that happened and yeah, well, uh, poured it on. Yeah, no, no doubt. That was, uh, you know, the best thing they could have done because where they are right now. But if what, what would you say, Ed, were the, uh, what would you consider to be the top values that you had hoped to instill in the boys growing up? Uh, the top value probably, I, I don't think there's a top value. There's, there's a few values you need to instill in the kids. One of them is, you can have an awesome amount of talent at any one thing, whether it's sports, music, art, dance, whatever. But without hard work, you're not going to rise to the top. You're not going to maximize what you can do unless you're willing to take, you know, to, to put in the work to, to really enhance that, enhance that talent. I mean, you know, and that's, and that's, that's been huge. Uh, the other thing is there's no I in team. You know, you're playing team sports. I always knew that the sports were going to open doors for them because they, they were good at almost virtually any sport they played. Now, whether this was going to lead into scholarships or, you know, much less the pros or anything, that was that's always something remained to be seen. But you know that that involvement in those things is going to, and it's going to help enhance their life as they as they move forward. And uh, fortunately, it, uh, it became a bit more than that. It became a focus of their life, and and they're uh, they're doing quite well. And they've been they've been fortunate, and uh, and and they've been more than willing to share that fortune with their respective communities. Yeah. Wow. Awesome stuff, Ed. I can only imagine how proud you must be as a dad to see them not only performing on the field, but off the field as well. Sure, uh, so much yeah. more important. Sure. Ed, what, what was it like? I know uh, uh, Jason was the first then to, to win the Super Bowl. What was that experience like for you as a dad uh, to, to watch him, you know, hold up the trophy and become a Super Bowl champ? That was uh, that was that was just out of this world. And of course, Travis was there. Travis was sitting behind me when, uh, you know, as you know, as the as the, six, the seconds click down, you know Travis has got his arm wrapped around me from behind, and I'm just holding on to him. And I think I had sunglasses on so people couldn't see me cry. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. A uh, lot of hard work, you know. Jason had his issues and had things he had to deal with, and uh, as as everybody does in everything. But and and you know and I, I, you know Jason did seem to have maybe a little more in his fair share, but it's it is what it is. He's had a, he had a good life. He's he's enjoyed it, and he's you know he has two beautiful little girls and a third one on the way. And, how have you uh, seen? How have you seen Jason change as be uh, becoming a father? How has that changed him? Uh, what changes have you seen in him since he took on the role of fatherhood? Oh, he, uh, it, it's, you know, the, the very little. And I mean, he's, he still will hang out with the guys once in a while. 
That is, you know, during the summer in the offseason, go over his house, you might see, you know, two or three offensive linemen with him in the back, you know, on the patio, playing cards, you know, they'll drink a beer or two. But, uh, you know, his his party days are gone and 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 he doesn't miss any of that in the least little bit. He uh, he fully embraces the fatherhood is wrapped up in it. he, I don't know if you saw the pictures of the girls on the field with him after after Sunday night's win or Sunday afternoons. I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, he's all he's all about the family. I mean, that's uh, the way it should be, and uh, that you know that uh, tells me that Donna and I did something right. You know, and I mean? there's no doubt about that. Yeah, for sure. I'm hoping I'm going to be there Monday night, opening night in Arizona, hoping to get a chance to talk to Jason as well as all the rest of the teammates who are dads. That's what I do when I go there. So uh, yeah, always sure. excited for that. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously they're billing this whole thing here, Ed, as the Kelsey Bowl. I mean, that's this is all the talk of the town. I mean, it's one of the major, major uh, focus points of this. I can only imagine the attention you and your family are receiving from all types of media outlets, myself included, reaching out, getting you on the show here. What's been the most common question you think that everyone wants to know? What's like the biggest thing everyone try, tries to ask you or Donna? Or, well, of course, or every, the- everybody, everybody wants to know who, who we're rooting for. You know, that's which, you know. Um, just a stupid question. I'm rooting for Kelsey. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's that. You want to know which one? Both of them. Uh, that's that's a big question. Of course, everyone said, well, you know, what, uh, what are you going to be wearing? What do you, you know, that is uh, the boy's mom has a jersey that's half Eagles, half Chiefs. Love that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'll be wearing, uh, I've got this on here, my University of Cincinnati. Yeah, Travis is 18 on the front and Jason's 60 on the back. So I'll awesome. wear that. I also have a high school jersey made up last year because the Chiefs came to Philly. And uh, I had a high school jersey with one of their high school numbers on the front and one the other one on the back. And that's that's the kind of stuff I'll be wearing. Uh, it's so uh, cool. It is. It is. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, I can only imagine. Well, I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, discipline with the boys, Ed. What type of disciplinarian were you as a father with the boys growing up? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Well, certainly it was different than what I grew up with. There was a lot more corporal punishment in those days. Uh, and that was the norm. I mean, I just, you know, I'm 71 years old. You know, in the 50s, you stepped out of line, you got cracked. And I'm not criticizing or, or advocating for that. I'm just, it is what it is. Uh, certainly, the boys. Uh, when it when it came to something happening, there there are consequences for your actions, and you have to accept and deal with those consequences. Whether that means time out because you stole that from your little brother, or or it means you know you're gonna, you're going to miss a few weeks of basketball here because you just got tossed out of school for being a butthead. You know you got. <laughs> You got you got suspended for a couple of days. Well, guess what? We're not going to the gym. We're not going to the rink. You're just I know one year Travis gotten oh, a little dust up in middle school where he shouldn't have and got suspended for a couple of days. And so we uh I had a friend, actually a, a close friend of Donna's, that worked for the Salvation Army in uh down in Cleveland. And uh I called George, I said need to take him someplace, let him put in some manual labor somewhere helping somebody. And we ended up uh, 
he ended up clearing a helping a couple of guys clear a vacant lot. And I mean, and it was everything. It was broken glass. It was needles. There was, I mean, this is, this is a real social mess there. And, uh, and, you know, that made an, that, that made an impression on him. That, and the, the impression wasn't so much that this is your punishment for what you did, but this is how, this is an indication of where people have to live and how they have to live. And you don't have to, and you need to be thankful for that. And you need to be focused on that. Well, you know, the education you're, you're being given at Cleveland Heights, you know, and, uh, and really that was, that was the whole point of anything like that was, you know, you've been given so much in this world, you know, stop doing stupid shit. Excuse my French, but you know, basically, you know, you you know, the lot of a lot of these kids will act up, and a lot of them will have problems, and and those problems can be traced back to what's happening in the home, and that's not to criticize other parents. People do what they can, you know. Uh, you have some of these some of these families where both parents are working two jobs, you know, just to make ends meet. That's uh, tough raising kids that way. Yeah, and one they, thing I focus on, they didn't have to deal with that. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it, and that's one of the things I, I focus on so much on this show here. Ed is the a fatherless crisis, the the portion of so many kids growing up without mm-hmm. a father in the home, and uh, that is having such a devastating effect on our society as well. And I would love to see, um, you know, it, you know, we try to solve all these other issues that we have, but if we don't start focusing on our family units and, and bringing dads back into the home, I think we're just going to be running around in circles. Well, yeah, you're you open a can of worms, but you're it certainly has has a has a huge influence on on some of the problems we're seeing from a from a socio economic standpoint. I mean, uh, I I want to want to choose my words carefully here, so bear with me. Uh, there is no doubt that there are things that happen or tendencies that that kids develop when they don't have both parents in the house it's not just you know whether it's mom or dad missing uh more more often than not it's the single mother and the, the absent father uh that that breeds trouble and and these kids and it's not just the behavioral issues i mean it's this is a host of of of, of, of uh, behavioral slash physical ailments that you see in some young men that are unique to guys that didn't have dad in the house. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I certainly don't advocate for a woman staying with a guy that's smacking her around. That's, that's totally unacceptable. But I, I, I always get those emails Ed, every time. Cause I talk about this so much and that's always the one. Oh, should, should she have stayed with the guy that was abused? I never advocate for that. I, I respect single moms. I think they're working miracles in our country. Yes, uh, never to take anything away from them. My whole point this is isn't that the bitch at single moms. This is the bitch about the dads is right. what this is. That's where we need. That's what we need to focus on. And that, you know, they can talk, you know, you know they, they talk about deadbeat dads that are not paying the money. That's yeah. That is important. That certainly is important. But that's that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is the involvement in the kids' lives, and uh, dads matter, and they need to be there. And they, you know, and you father a child, you need to step up. 
You're right. And, and and not only if there is no father, it's that father figure. So so many kids can find that through sports. And that's why sports can be so yeah, great. Yeah, they can find a coach. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Coaches are so huge. Coaches and teachers. I mean, there's a, I don't know how many times going into school to talk to a teacher or about, you know, curriculum, how they're doing, or problems they may be having, et cetera, that absolutely refer to the teacher as coach, you know, Coach Johnson, you know, no, you know, no, Mr. Johnson, you know, but, but, but it's the same persona. It's the same, it's the same thing going on. And, uh, and yeah, and it is great. And uh, that, that they have that available to them in sports that, you know, that there are men like that, but, uh, and, but each and every one of them will tell you the same thing. It's not the same as dad being in the house. Yeah. Yeah. There's no replacement. There's no replacement for parents. That's right. There isn't. And and bringing it back in, obviously, um, when it comes to the game, the big game itself, uh, tell me first, where, where do you plan on sitting in the stadium? you got a certain spot picked out, and, and you're going to win no matter what, but what are the plans for after the Super Bowl? You guys have any plans you have for after the game? So where will you be, and then where are you going after? We will, uh, as far as I know, I think we're sitting with the Eagles, but I'm not sure of that. I, and I don't, I don't, I don't recall Super Bowls having designated areas for either team. I could be wrong on that, but uh, I think our tickets are, that is Donna and I, our tickets are going to come from the Eagles side. I think Travis has a lot of people coming on that way. Now we're going to stay in the chief's hotel with, with Travis and the gang. Uh, because my, you know, the, there's a big crowd going on the Philly side with, you know, the, you know, my daughter-in-law's folks are coming to help out with the girls who are coming, and of course, Kylie's going to have number three scheduled for the end of the month, but you never know. So, you know, they got quite an entourage on that side. So, uh, but we'll be credentialed so we can go see, you know, we can hang out in both places and, and see. The fact that matters, you don't get a lot of time with the kids. I mean, I'll tell you one of my one of my favorite, not one of my my absolute favorite Super Bowl moment came on Saturday night before the the uh, the Chiefs played. Uh, Who did the Chiefs play? That they beat the uh, Niners. The Niners in Miami. We didn't, you know, Miami's so hard to get around. You know, we're going to go out and do a family dinner because we had all kind of people there, and uh, even ones that weren't going to the game came down to Miami to, to, you know, to help us celebrate the entire thing. And we're sitting in this restaurant at the hotel at this resort. And there's all kinds of people around coming over saying, hi, there's activities going on, a big crowd, raucous, wonderful time. We've got, we've got the, you know, Wyatt there, the baby is there and Kylie. And it, it, it was just a wonderful time. And all this activity, and we have Jason and Travis sitting together, and they start uh, and they start talking. And so, of course, I'm just sitting here listening. And what it was was older brother Jason telling Travis, "Is this different? Here's what to expect when you get out on the field tomorrow." And you know, you got to remember, first of all, it's the same game you played in middle school. All right, the, the game hasn't changed. It's faster, it's bigger, it's stronger, but you're still playing a team sport. You're still playing football. 
And and there were other things that he went into that are kind of like just brother stuff. You know what I mean? And and I wouldn't even repeat them here. Uh, but at that moment, just right there, watching the two, and I I did take a picture of that moment. Uh, was tempted to take a video, but then I said, "Nah, now nah, this is this is their time," you know. But that was yeah, with all the hoopla and everything going on. I got to witness two brothers, one advising the other one, here's what's going to, here's your stuff you got to watch out for, you know, and believe it or not, one of the biggest things they, they both have said was the, uh, the extended halftime is something nobody's ready for. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their halftime is longer in the Super Bowl because they got those shows and everything, all that stuff going on. And these guys are used to a routine. Get back into the locker room. You get trainers working on you while you're listening to coaches and you're looking at diagrams and, People were showing you got to do this, this. Here's what the line is. Got to get. We got to watch out for this blitz or this stunt or whatever they're going to pull. Uh, you know, defense is getting preached to about to watch out for this guy coming out when they're in this format. You know, all that kind of stuff is going on very compactly. Get in there, get it done, get the once over by trainers, get back out there. Well, no, you had you you had 10, 15 minutes to that. That changes that whole dynamic. You know, suddenly, you know, the the muscles aren't quite as warm as they were when you ran in. Uh, that was probably one of the biggest things that Jason talked about. You got to be ready for that because that's, that's just a shock to the system. These guys, you know, are used to what they've been doing, you know, all throughout the season. But yeah, that, that. that was pretty cool. Sitting there watching them with that talk was, uh, was awesome. Uh, and nobody, else, nobody else has a clue of what's going on right here in this moment, you know, that's it. That is truly one of those dad moments. You know, you get to watch this, you know what it is and uh, you just smile and just, uh, just be happy. Wow. So, so special. What an awesome dad moment. You're right. And and you mentioned there, uh, Kylie's having a, a third. Uh, do you guys know what it is? Or are we waiting until the another end? Another girl. Give me another girl. Which wow. I, I had uh, I had always thought Jason was going to have three girls. Now, whether he's going to go on and have more girls after this, I don't know. I uh, that was kind of a, a half hearted joke thing. But uh, but it turned out to be true. And that's and it's wonderful. He is he is fully immersed in the girl dad mode. Uh, <laughs> you know, whether it's uh, the working in the garden or or playing with them or reading to them or, you know, you go over their house. And, and as you can imagine, the living room is just a playroom. You, know, you got a gate up to keep the big dogs out of the out of there and to keep keep the girls contained. But every toy they've got is you know within reach, and they can play this, that, and whatever. And uh, and it's it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, we we had uh, we had three boys, and then finally got our girl on the fourth try. So uh, there you go, there you go. You know, if we didn't get her on four, we'd have five by now. But we got her, and that was the name of that tune. Now, yeah, I, I I don't know. I have never heard anything from Jason as to he wish he had a son. Okay, uh, and I think part of that is 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 you know we don't do that. We are just very happy. Everyone come home alive. Okay, that's yeah. all I care about. Yeah, everybody come home healthy and happy, and 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 we'll be fine. So. How about Travis? Is he close here? Is is he somebody yeah, that wants know, to I have thought kids? He, I, he honestly, I thought he was. I, I thought he was. He he had a long term relationship with a just an absolutely lovely, wonderful young woman. Uh, 
he just isn't ready to settle down. And, and unfortunately, I think, I think she was, I think she got tired of waiting because uh, they, they ended up apart and it's uh it is what it is. You know, I'm not, I'm not certainly not going to advocate settle down because it's time. In fact, there was a point right after Jason got married where Travis was talking about, you know, maybe it's time I settled down. And, uh, and I would gave him a call and was talking to him about that. And I said, so what do you mean? And he went on to rattle off a lot of things of the soul, but, but no place in that did he mention Cato's name. And I said, first and foremost, Cato deserves more than that. And, and if, if this is someone you want to spend your life with and are ready to get married and want to settle down and start a family, that should have been the first thing out of your mouth. Not that you're old or getting older and it's time to settle down. Because mm-hmm. those, you and I both know those things never work. We both know guys who settled down because, oh, okay, I'm 28 years old. It's time to get married and raise a family, you know? And it's, I'm 32 years old and I'm paying alimony and child support and my kids are growing up without a dad. Yeah. You know, that rarely works out. If, if your primary focus isn't on the woman you're going to marry, then don't get married. Very well said, Ed. Yeah, yeah, those stories are a dime a dozen in our country, no doubt. Yeah, and you know, in, in retrospect, I'm thinking, did I talk him out of a wonderful relationship? And I don't, I don't think I did. I think he realizes what I was saying. Uh, he'll come around one of these days. So just to see him with his with his nieces, with the girls, is you know, and every chance he gets, he comes to Philly to see the babies, to see, hang out with the girls. I mean, he may, he may even stay at my place, but he's up in the morning, boom, straight over to Jason's. And uh, I have no doubt things, this will all happen for him in due time. Yeah. So cool. And what about as, as far as you, as a grandfather, what do you enjoy most about being a grandfather? How much different is it to being a dad? It's, uh, it's all the fun without the responsibility. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They get to play with my phone. They're not allowed to touch their mom or dad's phones. But you yeah, come over, grab my phone, and we play games on that. Or, you know, you could do you. I I don't sugar them up that much just because I, you know, I, I don't want to unload, you know, get over there, pump them full of fruit snacks, and take off for Kylie to deal with the aftermath, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's just a joy. And you go over there with the intention of, Jason, I got to talk to you about this. But the girls are there, and it's oh pop, and they come running over, and then the next thing you know, it's three hours later. You go home. Oh shit! I forgot to talk. Forgot to bring that up. We need to talk about that in the garden or something. <laughs> you know. So yeah, w- wonderful stuff. I- I'm in no hurry to get there, believe me. But I-, I hear all the good news about it. So um, it is. Uh, it is awesome. And, and you're right. And you're you're you you don't want to be in a hurry to get there because you you want this to happen naturally, and you want this you know, to be, to be a fully involved family thing. And it, and it really is. I mean, Kylie has wonderful parents. Ed and Lisa are super. Uh, it's it, the, the baby, uh, Ellie is, is, uh, she gets a little nervous if mom or dad aren't right there and she's warming up to me pretty good. She plays with me. Okay. But, but, uh, but big Ed, that is Kylie's dad is uh, he's like the Ellie whisperer. You know, she can just hang with him and everything's okay. Kylie or Jason can leave the room and there's no panic. You know, I'm kind of working my way in that direction, but uh, 
but it's uh, yeah, it is so much fun, and it's a, it's it's a big, just a big warm family environment. You know, Kylie's sister's got two now. Uh, you know, Connor uh, Barwin's over with with. Well, I'm not going to say his name. His his son, and uh, and it, it does seem most of Jason's friends and, and Kylie's friends now, where this is all into the the child rearing. I mean, yeah, he will have a couple. You know, once in a while, have a few. Usually, it's the offensive lineman will come over and they'll they'll play cards and drink a couple beers. But you know the. The days of shots are over. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is that uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, aw- aw- awesome stuff. Uh, I can only imagine how great this this all has to be for your entire family. What would you what would you say is gonna be like? What will be your message uh to Travis and Jason right before the game? What do you think will be like your kind of final words or what will you ha- what will you tell them before the game? Uh, I don't know that I tell them anything. I would uh if I was gonna say something, you know, uh Support your brothers out there, you know, support the guys that you're playing with. You're, you know, uh, you're, you're not going to win any games without your defense out there. Support those guys. Uh, you've got guys along the line there that, that, you know, have responsibilities and you guys got to be in sync to do that. Uh, you gotta, you gotta be focused on, on, on protecting your quarterback and this for both teams, you know, you gotta be focused on that. Uh, if if you're not the you know if you're not the the primary receiver on a route, don't stop running. Keep moving around. You know you and and Travis does that very well. You know make sure Patrick's always got. If worst comes to push comes to shove, you're working to get open so he can throw the ball. You know support. Uh, first off, take care of your responsibility and don't worry about. What, uh, whether anybody else is taking care of theirs. Mind your own business, stay in your lane, and get your job done. And beyond that, support the guys, support each other. Yeah, re- really, really great stuff. Have you have you had a chance? Are you close with uh, Patrick Mahomes? Do you have you? Uh, I don't know. Close with Patrick's a wonderful young man. He, I mean, it just it just blows you away when you get a chance to talk to him. And we talk. We we don't talk much about football. Everybody wants to talk football with Pat. I'm more interested. You know, he's got a second one now, a second baby a few weeks ago. Or no, I think it actually was like around Thanksgiving now. Yes. Uh, you know, and uh, he's happy to get the pictures out to show me the baby and the and his and, and his oldest. And, uh, you know, I've met his dad a couple of times and super guy, you know, a real happy, proud grandpa, as you would imagine. Uh, ditto for his mom. Uh yeah, very down to earth, uh, not the least bit pretentious, uh, just a great guy. He really is. Yeah, I, I had the opportunity to speak with him at, at the Super Bowl down in Miami when they were playing the Niners. That was before he was a father. Yes. Uh, so I asked him about his father. But now it's the first time he'll be playing in the Super Bowl as a dad. So hoping to get a chance to reconnect with him and talk to him about fatherhood as well. Yes, I hope you do, because it's uh, it's uh, he's just just a really good guy. He really is. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And that's and that's something, you know, and that brings up a point that that I never get tired of saying, you know, you start looking at professional athletes and, you know, we see the stuff in the news where some of these guys make some terrible decisions. Some of them are just not equipped to deal with the with the lifestyle. And they, you know, they, you know, 
you'll you'll see signs of domestic abuse or you'll see this or that you know aberrant be you know terrible behavior socially but what i found is there are no more buttheads in the nfl than there are in an office environment in a shop you know every place you've gone and worked there's a couple of clowns you know they're just you don't hang out with them or you don't you know just you know that are always doing wildly inappropriate things, and uh, and could care less about the consequences, etc. And I think you've got. I don't think you have more in professional sports than you do in just day to day living. Now it's magnified a little more when you see a guy that's making thirty million dollars a year, kick a girl or something like that. Yeah, that's a big deal. But the fact of the matter is that that is is no better, no worse than the guy making you know, 50 grand a year abusing someone like that. So I think that has been a true joy is to, to realize just most of the guys, by the time they get to this level, are pretty good guys. And I would, I will just make the assumption it's the same for basketball, hockey, baseball, whatever. But it certainly has been wonderful to, to experience that with the NFL. I think you're right. Like I said, I, I've been working for the railroad for over two decades, and we got quite a few buttheads oh, on, the, on, the, yeah, on the rail. Sure. So there's yeah. no doubt about that. I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's one of the things that, that I've really enjoyed is just what wonderful young men there are playing this sport. Yes, I, I've had a ton of them on. I think it's so much more important. I think who they are as fathers, who they are off the field is far more important than who they'll ever be on the field. Sure. And I think their yeah. impact is that and much And they know greater. that. And, they, and these, you know, these guys know that. And, yeah. uh, and they embrace it. Yeah, they call it influencer for a reason. You know, they do have yeah. a massive influence <laughs> on so many of our young, especially our young boys in this country. So, uh, and props to you for raising two great ones. I know I've kept you here. I'm going to, last thing, I know it's a, this is a big week for you. Last thing I want to hit you with here, and I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, uh, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. You know, uh, yes, you have a huge responsibility that you're not ready for. But uh, remember, remember your upbringing, remember the lessons you learned at home, and everything's going to be fine. You're going to have one to help and enjoy every minute of it because it is going to end so quick. It, it'll be over before you know it. But uh, but if you enjoy it, you'll have those memories and uh, and it's just awesome. Yeah, very well said. This has been an honor for me. Congratulations. Best of luck. Thank I'm you. thinking about you on Sunday. Uh, thanks uh -huh. for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, great. Take care.